This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind the Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to the Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and... Welcome back to the show, guys, because we have a very special episode. I'm here with my good buddy, the witcheriest of witchers, Toasty. Toasty, it says here, I'm, I'm looking at the show notes. Is this right? It says chickens. Yeah. We're, today's topic, episode number 41, chickens. Yeah, toastical. This can't be right. I, look, I, I, I threw up. I threw up a vote in 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 the Discord chat, and there just was an overwhelming amount of of people who just wanted chickens, and so I was like, "All right." Oh yeah. So this is like a I, monster episode, and we're talking about chickens as a monster mm-hmm. in the yep. ch- chicken monsters. Yeah, actual like regular chickens. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, I mean, they're basically dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. So, okay. All right. We're going with chickens. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today's episode is about the chicken, the dreaded chicken monster of the Witcher universe. Mm -hmm. I don't remember this. Maybe this is when one of the parts of one of the books that I just haven't gotten to yet. I mean, they're very prevalent. They're very prevalent. Okay. Were they in the games? Just everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I mean, I guess yeah, you, you come across them. I didn't fight any in the games. Maybe I just, maybe because you know, I played it's Skyrim. Like a, it's like a secret boss. That's the thing. Oh, it's like, okay. It's like, it's, it's like only a few people have like unlocked it, but it's, it's like, it's kind of like an Easter egg thing. So a chicken egg thing. Yeah. Oh. Ch- yeah. I guess a chicken Easter mm. egg thing. Okay. Um, but, I mean, but because of that reason, they don't give us a whole lot of information. So, uh, like in, in the games easter eggs come out of bunnies how does that even work and if they come out of a bunny that's kind of weird um okay it, so it is weird because they're mammals they shouldn't be laying eggs but right who knows yeah that's weird uh okay so uh take it away toastical all right so like like tom said we're, we're talking about chickens today um uh i'm not i'm not a chicken expert so i had to do i do a fair bit of research on this a chickenologist um, so, yeah a chickenologist that's yeah that's the official um, term so uh i i see chickens are a member of the uh fascinidae family i'm not it might be pronouncing that wrong as you know we're not the best at pronunciations here mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then their their scientific name is uh it's, it's either like gallus or 
Gaius Gaius Domesticus, depending on your pronunciation here. Um, and this bit is finally over for everyone who's wondering what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about trolls. <laughs> oh, I get it. You were trolling us with a chicken joke. Uh, and, you know, we don't release episodes on Thursdays, but, you know, or Fridays. But oh, gosh. Uh, so, so we missed the chance for uh, an April Fool's yeah. episode. But uh but there you go. A little bit of a belated April Fool's for you. April Fool's, everybody. It's about trolls. That's yeah. better, though. I'm glad we're not actually doing a whole episode about chickens. Yeah, so uh, in actual, actuality, uh, one person did say chickens. Uh, shout out to Rob the Princess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully this was enough for you. Um, but uh, what the if- overwhelming amount was trolls. A lot of people wanted to hear about trolls. What, so. what if next year we actually do an entire episode on chickens and release it on April 1st? Uh, do you think anyone you will remember? remember? It, Cause I'm definitely not going to remember that. You think if we did uh, it, anyone's going to remember that we did it uh, or that we mentioned it today as probably, we were recording this, there's going to be somebody, somebody's going to remember ben or something. I don't yeah. Know. Ben's going to be like, I knew you guys were going to do it. You said you would. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right. Um, well, okay. <laughs> trolls then. <laughs> so anyways, moving on. Yeah. Uh, today we're talking about trolls. Uh, trolls are giant humanoid creatures um, that possess a certain level of intelligence, usually capable of uh, communicating in simple sentences um, and among themselves, some can draw or write uh, it but it's not like an advanced level of intelligence. It's usually pretty, pretty small amount. They usually reside in the wild, but are often found living under bridges, which they often build themselves. Like in the storybooks. Mm-hmm. And they demand a toll from travelers. What? Um, like in while, Three Billy Goats Gruff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, while witchers used to kill trolls in the past, um, as some trolls ate human flesh um you know that was unfortunate um nowadays often people are used to having a troll around especially considering that paying the toll is cheaper than the maintenance of the bridge (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) hey capitalism people (laughs) (laughs) so wait do the trolls take care of the bridge for you yeah they keep it they they keep it because it's their home they live under it so they they They, try to keep it in the best shape as possible so so like if the rocks are falling off they kind of put the rocks back together and they keep the bridge in good shape Mm -hmm. that's awesome that's awesome so they're like bridge masons as well essentially yes um so there's (laughs) there's there's different kinds uh we got the standard trolls then we have rock trolls and ice trolls um rock trolls are uh and and you see the rock trolls and ice trolls in the witcher 3 so it's a bit more defined um they are uh of the ogroid uh monster type yeah i had uh, i had that i went to the doctor it got better no that's a hemorrhoid tom uh yeah yeah uh, oh doesn't that sound like a thing like oh my ogroids could. my ogroids are acting up Oh, I I think my grandfather complained of this. Oh, my oigroids. Sure. Um, (laughs) We're really on topic today. No. um, Remember? Yeah, they're 
part of the ogroid type of monster uh, capable of communication with many races uh though less intelligent their ability to use the common speech allows them to be used for jobs and get along with some towns often hired to guard things uh thanks to their immense strength but of course there are some that are just outright hostile yeah it's like they're just these big toddlers yeah 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 um so if you should come across one um i insist that you first try to communicate with it because it could be a friendly troll there's there's a decent amount of those but should you need to fight a rise um a couple things to keep in mind Uh, and this is specific and hold on this is specific for rock trolls rock trolls this is like this isn't just any troll this may not work on ice trolls this is specific to a rock troll yes although you will find there's some similarities but for rock trolls Mm -hmm. um because of their rocky exterior they have a natural armor so trying to flank it and like hit it in the back or side doesn't really work because that's where the hard part of the skin is. You got to fight it head on. Um, you try to keep your distance. Um, one, you're going to find out that uh, shooting your crossbow at, it's not going to yield much in the way of results. Plus these things can hurl some big old rocks at you. So distance doesn't exactly keep you safe. Um, uh, so stay in close uh, don't try and parry their attacks because they're way too strong to be parried. So just dodge or roll out of the way. Um, Quinn will be extra helpful here um, because should you uh, dodge at the, the wrong time or don't roll away properly, at least it'll it'll off, offer that cushion uh, at least the one time. And for, uh, for anybody who isn't familiar with the the um, signs, Quinn is the shield. The shield. Right. Yes, the shielding one. Um, and then finally, if they should crouch down and cover their head with their arms, uh, don't take the bait. It, it may seem like a perfect opportunity to attack, but if you do, that it's going to hit you with like an a super walloping counterattack that is going to hurt you real bad. So just wait until they stop. Um, and of course, uh, coat your blade in ogroid oil because that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get the ogroid oil from old men. Um, I like to call that uh, covering their face counterattack. That's the peekaboo maneuver. The peekaboo maneuver? Yeah. Because they're, I mean, they're basically toddlers, right? They're playing peekaboo with you, and then they just like are like wham. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's fair. No one taught them the proper way to play peekaboo, so maybe that's just what they think it is. Maybe maybe that's the whole problem. All the like maybe they. I mean, it's it it takes a lot to even hurt them because their skin is so hard and rocky. Maybe they think you're just playing, and they're just too rough. Hmm. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Um that's that's rock trolls um move on to ice trolls um who aren't normally capable of the common speech uh and so they're not as uh easily found um usually sticking to like cold mountains or like cold environments away from uh civilization um is this do you think this is because they 
typically aren't around people or do you think this is like an intelligence thing is it are, are they similar intelligence to rock trolls and they just aren't around people enough to pick up common speech because the rock trolls tend to live in and around like human settlements and things right but the ice trolls are they're more likely to be in like remote locations so or are they just dumber <laughs> um probably would say a mix of both mm-hmm. because i mean they're i mean if you think of it as a sense of an evolution standpoint they're not around civilization as much so they don't have the need to be more intelligent because of it mm. which then just kind of has like the same effect vice versa to where because they're not as intelligent they don't like go around civilization as much so but, would you say that they uh, also do get strength from the colder environments right so would you so say that, it's kind of like a chicken and an egg scenario i did you see what i did there i i kind of brought that back around to the to the original topic of the show every so often when we do this you get really quiet and then i have to fill the quiet gap because it's a podcast and somebody has to talk otherwise there's just a big empty gap and there's just no talking but i'm gonna consider it a win every time this happens i feel like my silence speaks (laughs) a thousand words because they everyone who's listening knows mm-hmm. how i felt about that yeah uh, i think they do it's it's yeah <laughs> shut up joker in chat says tom will never not beat a dead roach that's hilarious yeah. and also so tragic <laughs> that's so sad i hate that oh lot. man that's oh that it's not fun that's all it's not fun poor roach okay so all right so okay so how do we how do you fight an ice troll if you come across Uh, one in the wild for our for our young witchers out there who uh, may not have have dealt with one in the wild yet so um actually uh the way you fight a rock troll is uh, just about the same way you fight an ice troll um i'm sorry how do you fight an ice troll (laughs) no did i say rock troll did i say it wrong did i say right you said ice troll okay good good the uh, combat tactics for both are basically the same um because they're very similar just have the same strength uh have uh their hide is instead like ice covered but it still offers them the same amount of protection so uh the same kind of fighting styles required um also ogroid quinn will also help you here Uh, the only key difference is that uh if ice trolls um are in a snowstorm they increase in power and so you don't want to fight one in a snowstorm uh-huh okay because it's gonna get worse so check the weather before going out <laughs> yeah i mean they're out of the way you don't really need to go fighting ice trolls like unless you've you're really like you have a contract taking you to some desolate icy wasteland you're likely not going to come across them very, very often. So, you know, it's, it's best to just avoid them. Let them, um, let them be over there in the mountains eating, I don't know, elk or moose or something. I don't really know. 
Got it. Got it. Do you think an ice troll makes like a frozen bridge? Probably not. I mean, (laughs) like, would it guard a frozen bridge under like a moving river that doesn't fully solidify in the winter? I don't know. I don't know. I don't stuffed on my head. Think so. I I would say no. Okay. I was just wondering. That was that was neither here nor there. Um, it's true. Yeah. Okay. So, well, anything else before we uh, move on to the middle of the show? So uh, I just I just want to. Um, we got we got some notable ones. Most of the most of the trolls we meet actually have names. Uh, majority yeah. of which are our rock trolls. So we got a uh, we got Athek at Kildolf, and these are all in The Witcher Three. Um, specifically uh we got bart bart we got boris mm-hmm. we got jesse joe and dodger uh a little group there og yeah. pog and rog uh-huh um a wham <laughs> um and i think i think it's safe to say everyone's favorite of all troll a lol yes troll a yes um uh yeah he's probably i would say probably the most iconic troll that you meet in the witcher 3 um he's guarding like a fort he's by himself he's just over there singing songs and having a good time just doing his um, troll thing yeah yeah he th- he's convinced that he's a soldier uh for <laughs> for i think redania um and that he his his posting is that fort and he is the, supposed to be there to guard it um and like the army's totally cool with that because they don't really need the fort um and they're just like hey the trolls gonna guard it probably better than any of us will so whatever and if he dies they probably don't really care um but i think most of the people who played the game would probably care because he's just he's just a fun little dude yeah once you befriend a a troll it's like you know you feel something for him you know because they're like Mm -hmm. little kids really they're just like big dumb little kids and then he, he, uh, it, it, yeah it's sad when things when bad things happen trolls because you're like yeah. they just don't know any better and and those are but we don't have any like named ice trolls so it's i think it shows for like the fact that they have the ability to name themselves because they can speak mm-hmm. even if there are some of them are just very simple or goofy names yeah um, there's also a troll in the Gwent game, not the Gwent game inside The Witcher 3, but the other mm-hmm. Gwent game that you can play. And every time you get a, uh, you get these barrels that he smashes in order to unpack your new cards. So every time you unlock a new barrel, he, he takes the, uh, he, he says something like, uh, like, troll smash or something, right? And he smashes the barrel and out pop all the new cards. Then he does it over and over and over again. But then you can also get him as a, as a playable character, as, as the little character you play as with your card deck who stands on the side and is, I guess, your little avatar. And then you can also dress him up, <laughs> which is, is fun as well. So instead of being like, you know, a scary monster or one of, you know, any of the popular characters from the Witcher world, you can you can be him. I forget his name, though. It's been a little while since I played. Um, but yeah, so trolls are freaking awesome. All right. Well, let's move on with the middle of the show. We got some patrons to thank. 
and we'll be right back with some real world true <laughs> troll mythology so don't mm-hmm. go anywhere very well let us get this over with something has infested my vineyard mm-hmm. great let me go prepare my something oil then All right, here we are in the middle of the show where we get to thank our patrons, including our brand new patron, Andre O. Welcome to the Patreon. Thanks for signing up. I'm glad you are here. Also, we have a new patron. Oh, nope, that was from last month. We don't have another new patron, just Andre O. Um, And then big thanks to all 15 of our patrons, including our higher vampires, Bane, the hospital guy, and Ben, the Tamaria guy. Thank you to both of them. You guys are awesome. And if we've done anything to help you get through your work day, your work week, your drive to work, or hanging out with your troll buddies, then go to patreon.com slash Witcher Lorecast, where you can check out all the different tiers. You get ad-free episodes. You can get to join us on future episodes of the show. You can get t-shirts. You can get all sorts of different things. Go check it out. Um, we would love your support, and it absolutely helps us keep the show going. It helps pay for equipment. It helps pay for uh, my career, because this is my career in podcasting. It helps support Toasty as well. And it, it really does let us know that you appreciate the show, and we appreciate you guys. Also, if you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it out on a future episode. We haven't had one recently, but if we get a five-star review and uh, some words, we'll read it out on a future episode. And five-star reviews on Spotify are also very, very helpful. And telling your friends about the show, also extremely helpful. So thank you to everybody who helps support the show. That's what we got for the middle of the episode. And uh, Shut Up Joker says, Patreon episodes are super fun. Do recommend to everyone. Did That kind of rhymes. Interesting. So uh, thank you again. Did you intend for it to rhyme is the question. Yeah, it's you're a poet. Uh, But here we go. We're going to go back to the episode and finish this up with some more troll mythology. Here we go. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right. Yeah. Oh, Nightingale says in chat that we make. Uh, their day as Daddy Bezos's slave better. Well, I'm glad we were able to do that. I I was like so confused for a while. I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Oh, okay, gotcha." <laughs> yeah, Amazon Amazon worker. Uh, oh yeah, you're a bard. That's right. That's bard, right. Joker's a Joker's bard. A that's bard. true. That's we right. discussed this last week. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. That's true. So okay, so what is the real world mythology here with trolls? Obviously, trolls show up in lots of stuff. We get trolls in mm-hmm. lots of different games. We get trolls in lots of different stories, lots of different fantasy worlds. I'm sure that there's a lot of different places that mention trolls. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, I got I got a little article here from Mythology.net um, from someone who uh, apparently is uh, very versed in all kinds of mythology. <laughs> hey, imagine um, that. I was like, I was like, well, that's a that's a good little uh, spread. They even have a Flatwoods Monster article. That's interesting. Yes. Um, yeah. So we got uh, a, what is what is a troll? Uh, and this is specifically Norse mythology. Um, trolls are humanoid creatures who dwell deep in the wilderness of Scandinavia. Their appearance ranges from monstrous to eccentric to cute, but they are almost all unfriendly. Oh, <laughs> no matter how charming they might look. <laughs> Um, unless you are a quick thinker or, you know, a witcher, uh, an encounter with a troll never ends well. (laughs) I'm just like, 
All right then. So so we don't have any friendly trolls in Norse mythology. They don't they don't do that. Um, so in oh gosh, in Scandinavian folklore, we got two kinds of trolls. Uh, the the jontar mm-hmm. um, or the the giants, right? Or, or the, yontar. Maybe it's a Y sound because I know it's yeah. like yont, Jotun yeah. for like the ice tr- ice giants. So yeah, uh, and the little folk often called holder folk. Um, the and I think I think the appearance here is going to sound a little familiar for the jontar jotnar whatever jotnar. Um, yes. Um, they borrow many of the characteristics from the ancient Norse ice giants. Um, I'm sure the ice trolls draw a lot from that for the Witcher ice trolls. Um, they tower above your average man supported by colossal stony limbs. Mm. Um, the features are rugged, like stone worn down by the weather and their hair is wild. So they had hair, um, which is a bit of a difference there. Uh, some of them are so large and unkempt that they can even take root in their skin. The plants, or sorry, plants, the plants can even skin. take root in their skin. Like, like they, they, they act almost as if they're like these little pieces of land that the, the plants can grow in because they're stone like. Yeah. And the ugliest have single eyes like a cyclops or multiple heads. Um, and then the, the the holder folk uh much more different in this situation um are could be easily mistaken for humans uh and attractive humans at that it makes it makes a point to point out so they're they're attractive monsters so still Uh, not anything like the uh the trolls from the witcher games yeah definitely (laughs) not um and they are betrayed only by their tails which can be cow like or fox like but these are hidden can be hidden by clothing so um Hmm. see two different types here uh incredibly different descriptions um and it just i don't think uh (laughs) i think it's obvious which one is the one we pull from here yeah um yeah what's interesting here is that it, it talks about that they have these like communal lives and that they support themselves by like hunting and farming uh but they are more often pillagers. They seem to be more likely to waylay travel travelers, attack you on the road, maybe even eat you, destroy buildings, plunder treasure, kidnap children or beautiful ladies. Um, they seem kind of vile in that in that regard. They seem uh, <laughs> they seem to hate religion. Which I think is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Especially or specifically uh, Christianity from the sounds of it. Um, right. Well, these, like we've talked about before, these old myths tend to get mixed in with Christianity. And so mm-hmm. oftentimes the pagan side of the mythology mixed with Christianity gets connected to some sort of demonology thing. So they're going to say like, oh, the, well, the, the pagan side of this was the trolls and stuff. And so they're related to demons. So they must hate christ they don't like mm-hmm. jesus because they're demons or whatever so um the the last thing i wanted to point out here um is that uh under, under special abilities uh are typically ref- uh dim-witted creatures which which you know which are ones we see that too um the greatest skills that they have 
are the ones they're born with a brute strength and a strong connection with nature. Um, we, we know that the, the Witcher trolls are incredibly strong, so strong that you can't parry their attacks. You can only move out of the way. Um, they can uproot trees to use as clubs and hurl boulders as missiles. Hmm. Uh, Attracts. And the mightiest of them is capable of stirring up thunderstorms or avalanches, which is who I would not like to be in that situation. Just like fighting a troll. And it's just like, bam, avalanche. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Well, even the thunderstorms thing ties to the whole uh, concept of them being a little bit beyond the realm of uh, like uh, into the realm of the supernatural. This this the ties to nature, magic, and the supernatural, and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think it's it's a, a funny thing because they talk about um, like how they appear in uh, kind of like modern takes on them. Uh, like you mentioned, to Billy Goat's Gruff, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, some like the fantasy novels and stuff uh c.s lewis tolkien um all typically the unintelligent ugly and aggressive kind um and it's a little funny bit about how uh the united states take on trolls should normally cute and adorable creatures (laughs) (laughs) um who are usually fond of children like in the movies frozen and uh well trolls of course so um and then of course you know the whole trolls thing from i don't even know when i just remember it being a thing at some point yeah like the the 80s and Troll 90s dolls. yeah the little dolls with the the, mm-hmm. the hair that stands up that you put on the end of your pencil or have the little figurines and yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like marketing took over and was like why don't we take these funny little ugly things and make them cute and sell them to kids mm-hmm. so that's yeah interesting but yeah this goes back and i don't know that there's a date on this sort of thing these kinds of mythologies go back to before there was time to date them they're they're often passed down through some sort of verbal legend kind of thing before people wrote down the stories so you know there it's really hard to say who was the first person to talk about these kinds of legends because they they come from a time before Things were probably written. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, but, uh, we definitely see the similarities. Of course, uh, we know they get there. They draw a lot of their, their inspiration kind of from like Polish slash uh, pretty much like Scandinavian Norse mythology as well. We see a lot of that too. So especially in like Skellig or Skellige, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and Tom, that's, uh, that's, that's about it for trolls. Well, there you go. I would love to hear other people's opinions about the trolls in these games. I also wonder if we're going to get a troll in the TV show. I mean, like, wouldn't I that be feel amazing? Like- I feel like they have to at some point, you know, like I feel like trolls are, I mean, I'm not, of course I don't have a very big sample size to go off, but I know that like whenever I, I play the Witcher three, I, I basically spared every troll that I got the chance to. 
Mm-hmm. Like I, I just didn't, I wasn't, uh, most of them were like talking. So I would like talk to them. I, I was, I was that kind of player. Like I didn't any, any monster that I could save, I pretty much saved. Cause you know, a lot of them were, most of it's just inherent misunderstanding from people uh, being scared of them and being like, it has to die when some of them are just trying to live their lives, you know? Um, but, you know, of course there's a large number of trolls and most of them are nice. And some of them are even like endearing so much like troll lol or whatever. Um, probably one of the most endearing monsters you come across. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like hard to kill these guys. And I, I would hope to see, um, their use of course like especially like maybe coming across a nice one i don't think i want to see henry cavill kill a troll i want to see him make friends with the troll yeah 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 i think it would be really cool to add some of those types of characters into the 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 television series some of these um because we, we have other races we've had we've had obviously we've had elves now show up in the series we've had dwarves show up a few times uh, in both seasons so far um, and befriend and be helpful in situations. Right. Um, so we, we have clearly the expanse of these other races on the continent, but to have not just other intelligent races that are sometimes depending on who's doing the, the bad stuff, you know, I guess ostracized and terrible things have been done to them. But, are more or less considered actual real members of society, right? They're peers, mm-hmm. except for when people are being racist and mean. But to have some of these other races that are legitimately monster races that are just different, you know, like mm-hmm. trolls, they have a society. They're just not as intelligent as any of the regular races but they they're just misunderstood and sometimes they're just doing their thing and they just kind of stumble in the way and then people get mad at them you know or um some of these other races that uh just don't fit into society but again are just kind of doing their thing and they don't mean any harm that seems to happen in the storylines a lot especially among these intelligent beings or like and you've mentioned this before a few times races like vampires that don't mean to be evil or have redeemed themselves you know mm-hmm. like some of those characters showing up and and we could do whole episodes about some of those characters that show up in the stories i think it would be really cool to have uh, you know and to have a troll be the first entrance into this idea of like not only uh a character that is a monster but a character that is redeemable and pitiable and kind of befriendable would be kind of fun i think it, uh Shut Up joker makes a good point of uh it would be a good way to reinforce Geralt's sentience rules we know that from yeah uh season one with the with the dragon that like he refused to kill the dragon because it was a sentient creature and uh in this situation while trolls aren't intelligent creatures they are sentient for sure oh sure like sure um, yeah just because they have a lower level of intelligence doesn't mean they're not sentient yeah um, just, kind of like a child a child right. that could like 
kill you easily, but still a child. Right. Or or a person with like a learning disorder. I mean, they're still a person. Mm-hmm. They just they they just have a, a learning disorder. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they're evil or that even if they accidentally mm-hmm. do something or and heck, if I mean, imagine a really big, strong bodybuilder with a learning disorder. <laughs> you basically mm-hmm. basically have something very similar theoretically to something like a troll See, right in in the new season um and and because they've kind of announced uh you know that it's in production now and they give us that little bit of summary which uh we should probably bring up too i actually just realized um but uh they i imagine that we're gonna see a lot of travel and of course the speculation is going to start happening now that season three and they release little tidbits. I'm of course going to start speculating. Um, but I imagine we'll see a lot of travel. it out. would be interesting. Yeah, of course. Um, but it would be interesting to see like even just a little tiny bit of an episode, like 10, I mean, we know they're hour long episodes, maybe like a 10, 15 minute segment of like at some point traveling. And then they have to like, they have to bargain their way across a bridge that a troll is keeping track of. And maybe like Siri or Jennifer or something are like immediately like, Oh no, we got to kill this thing. And Daryl's like, Hey, hey, don't, it's not going to harm you. Just, you know, right. Pay it a couple silver. We're good. Let's go. Right. And it comes back to like help them in the, in the long run. Like, Mm-hmm. Like maybe they do a good deed and help it out. And then by the end of the episode, it repays the favor or something like mm-hmm. it. Like it's one of those episodes, you know, like like somebody starts harassing it and then Geralt stands up to protect it. And then later on to the troll shows up and is like, you have troll troll help Witcher. And then you're <laughs> like, oh, man, troll. He's a good buddy, you know. It probably won't be troll. Although if right. they did, it would be incredible, but I don't think it's going to be him. Yeah. But, well, but it would be amazing. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it, maybe it's not him, but like, you know, whatever the troll's name ends up being, but like it, to represent that kind of thing would be so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess for the last little, last little part of the episode, uh, yeah, a little bit of news is that, uh, they are on site and filming, uh, so season three is now in production uh, and they even released um, the summary the plot summary for the season. Uh, sh- should I just read that out, Tom? I have it open. Yeah, um, go ahead. And they, they uh, posted a picture, too, of uh, them on set, like uh, mm-hmm. from behind of them sitting in their their chairs, like on set in costume. So yeah. exciting uh, stuff. So, so are the plot summary for the season, um, as monarchs, mages, and beasts of the continent compete to capture her, Geralt takes Ciri of Sintra into hiding, determined to protect his newly re- reunited family against those who threaten to destroy it. Entrusted with Ciri's magical training, Yennefer leads them to the protected fortress of Artuza, where she hopes to discover more about the girl's untapped powers. Instead, they discover they've landed in a battlefield of political corruption, dark magic, and treachery. They must fight back, put everything on the line, or risk losing each other forever. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible place to take them, because... I mean, we, we maybe, know we know what's going on there, but I guess Yen doesn't. So Yeah, well, Yen doesn't realize that Tesea is on... Like she's on that little council with like the royalty of the Northern kingdoms and mm-hmm. has like set them onto series like path. So like 
to say is not she's an enemy at this point like yeah. and in an unknown one to Jennifer. so right it's gonna be but we also know that siri does like from the books siri does get taken to aratusa uh so uh we're we're about to get embroiled in that whole thing so that'll be that'll be interesting wah, wah, wah. rob it's asks be- um sorry go ahead oh no good good um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting um rob in chat says how likely do you think it is that the show writers have listened to this podcast uh i i i can't tell i can't tell you for certain we don't know for sure um i can tell you that in some of the other podcasts that i do uh shows like the fallout lorecast the elder scrolls lorecast um some of the people who work on the video games do listen to those shows and i've had the uh i've had the pleasure of being able to interview some of them and know that they do pay attention to shows like mine and um, do actually listen to things like my show. And, and I do know that some of my ideas in the now three plus years that I've been podcasting have shown up in video games that they've actually taken some of my ideas and worked them into things that actually got released in the games. So I have, I or the community or some of the things that have been discussed on these shows have actually influenced game development, which is mm-hmm. really freaking cool. So, so um, I, I would say the chances of the people from the show listening to this podcast, probably slim. The people who like at CD project red a lot more likely it's video game community possibly, tends yeah. to be tapped into like the podcast community. Our Telsorian absolutely listens to yes, our shows for sure. Um, and they What's write the Witcher uh, tabletop <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. J, J Ray uh, joins us on this show and the cyberpunk show regularly. Um, uh, uh, Jay gray, I should say um, uh, Cody uh, also mm-hmm. um, Cody Pondsmith. Uh, the, I, I, and here's another point. Um, I do notice on occasion, I, I plug into all of the subreddits for all the communities and uh, shows and games for all mm-hmm. the topics that I do shows on. And I'm, I'm regular on Reddit. So I'm constantly browsing those every day because I'm just kind of tuned into all the news and all the conversations that are happening around all the different shows that I do. And it is fairly, I, I've noticed this fairly regularly that within uh, a week of posting an episode, there will be a similar topic about the topic that I did a show about show up on Reddit. <laughs> it's like somebody will take the thing that I talked about and post the same topic on Reddit and not, doesn't necessarily mention the show, but it, it, like I can tell that the things that the show that my shows are doing are getting these concepts out into the world and people are talking about them. So to say that even if the showrunners and the writers aren't listening to the shows doesn't mean that we're not having some sort of influence on the conversations that are happening and that those conversations are not somehow getting to their ears. So that's that's all i can say for sure um but (laughs) but there is an influence so there's some impact there yeah absolutely um uh now what kind of absolute banger is yaskier going to come out with for season three that's a good question as well we don't really know we know it's gonna happen (laughs) but yeah it's gonna happen it should Um, happen yeah but uh yeah it's it's interesting it's kind of fun it's it's fun to know that you know we've we got a number of successful shows and that they're actually doing you know, some having some influence on, th- on things, which is really pretty cool. But uh, but thank you. It's, it has a lot to do with you guys, too. So thank you for being here. Um, Toasty, you got anything else you want to share 
before we head out? Um, nothing really too crazy in my life right now. Um, follow us, uh, the Witcher Lorecasts on Twitter. Um, because it is my prerogative. Um, uh, Ben, if you like Star Wars, uh, Ben recently, uh, Ben of Tamaria, uh, you probably know who I'm talking about, recently released uh, his first, uh, what, one or two episodes? A little, his... little uh, intro episode, an episode zero, and then the first full episode. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's a member of the Robots Radio Rocket Club. Um, so if you like Star Wars, uh, go go show him some support. Um because we we love being here yeah do you know what the name of the show is holocron histories star wars canon versus legends there you go the discord's right here you got, you got it yeah yeah that's why i'm wearing the star wars shirt so I, I, my my son and my wife got me um this star wars imperial march shirt with darth vader on it and uh yeah so they just launched their show and it talks about awesome Star Wars lore and the differences between the old, the old canon and the new canon. So go check it out. Mm-hmm. It's available now. And uh, Ben has been an awesome supporter of the show for a long time now. And he's now doing his own podcast thing. So you should go check it out if you like Star Wars. It's available everywhere. Spotify, everywhere else. Anywhere you're listening to this, you should be able to get it now. So go check it out. Um, also, I've got my shows. The Lord of the Rings Lorecast is up to episode six now. We're talking about the creation of the dwarves this week. And, of course, there's all the other shows over at robotsradio.net. And uh, my apologies for getting this episode out a little bit late this week. i yeah, fighting some migraines again uh, on Monday night. But uh, thanks for your patience. You're, you're two, the two hosts of this podcast have <laughs> chronic migraine issues. <laughs> we have brains that try to kill us every so often. So, yep. So uh, it's likely to run into this. Thanks for <laughs> understanding. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. But um, in about half an hour, I'll be back with the Mass Effect Lorecast that's coming up next. So if you want to stay tuned for that, you're welcome to. I'll be back in just a little bit. But until next time, stay safe out there and stay safe on the path. I guess we'll stay safe both times. I guess I I, I kind of made that redundant, didn't I? All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.